Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, I'm hoping that this podcast uh, doesn't end in a result of fumbling at the goal line. You know what I mean? And not uh, on the opponent's goal line, your goal line. So <laughs> hopefully we have a good show today. Um, I, I believe the snap, the, the center to quarterback exchange will be good. I am the, the quarterback. You are my center, my centaur. <laughs> and I, I think that, um, you know, we've got enough practice and my fingers are feeling good. It's not cold out here in Arizona. I think I, think I can do this today. I think I can do this. In all seriousness, what a wild week 10. And um, you must feel like the luckiest man on earth. You must have taken your head out of the oven. And it's, <laughs> right. it's firmly no, it's, placed uh, outside. <clears throat> It's become yeah. way too regular of a pattern with the Vikings this season of, uh, oh, God, I don't want to watch the rest of this game. It is definitely not going our way. And then somehow, some way, they string together these plays that are unbelievable and come away with a win. And this, this was the first one this year in overtime. Uh, last year, the Vikings lost more close games than any other team in the league, including uh, two in overtime. So this is definitely uh, continues that flip-flop from the way these games went for us last season. Uh, nonetheless, it is an exhausting uh, style of football to watch. Yeah, I'll say it again. Uh, I said it last week, I'll say it again. The, the, the Titans have a horseshoe shoved very far up their ass. Uh, <laughs> the Vikings. Did I, did I, say, I said the Vikings, right? Okay. It's been a long week, so bear with me here on the podcast today. It's, uh, it's, it's wild, man. I mean, how many close games can you win? Um, it's <clears throat> beyond me. <clears throat> Excuse me. How, how, how they do it. I mean, honestly, do you have any uh, opinion of how they keep pu- pulling these off? I mean, it, it's really hard <laughs> to look at, at this kind of success and, and, and say that this is how they make it happen. Um, I, I really don't think that we would be winning these types of games if, the culture wasn't right. It, it looks like Kirk Cousins is, is that has never enjoyed a season of football more than he's enjoying this one. Um, and, and I think that sort of uh, play is infectious. It looks like everybody on on both sides of the ball for the Vikings is just having a blast this season. Um, other than that, it's just, uh, you know, you, you can't make that sort of come from behind victory happen if you give up. So, and, and but that's that's the obvious thing to say. They're not giving up. They don't give up. Um, but that that's really all you can say. There's there's nothing more to to analyze there. They don't give up. And I'm not saying that a team that doesn't give up can't lose. They can. Uh, but uh, the Vikings are, are winning. <laughs> I mean, then what else can you say? The, the yeah. results speak for themselves, but they probably are one of the best teams. In terms of, <clears throat> it's probably, what, like a three-point spread most of the time in history. I mean, I would think they would have to be right up there in terms of their record. It's I think every game has been decided by between three and seven points. They haven't had, like, a signature victory, quote-unquote, quite yet. Other than the Bills. But I mean, you know what I mean by signature victory. No, I know. They Whole haven't, team, they haven't had block. a game right. since, not mm-hmm. since the first week when they beat uh, Green Bay in Minnesota, did they have a game where they, you know, they were leading in the fourth quarter and and won by more than seven points? Um, it, since then, you know, turn around, get beat on Monday night by the Eagles, 
And since then, it's just been, uh, you know, one score games, and five of those were, you know, come from behind, uh, being down going into the fourth. So it's just, uh, it's just wild watching. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, it's becoming the point where if you see more than a one point spread in a Minnesota game, uh, that's ridiculous. And then also you just know that even if they're playing somebody not that great, it's probably going to be a nail biter somehow. <laughs> bite them nails. Make sure you file them down before you get them. Sometimes you get a nasty hangnail when you bite them and they get uneven, <laughs> you know? Right. It's really tragic. It can cut, cut a gum. It can cut your, yeah, it can cut your face. You be scratching your face, you know, you get like a little itch and then all of a sudden you get this big mark, you know? And then you're like, what happened? I fell down some stairs, I swear. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, they beat the, basically what most people think is the best team in the NFL. Minnesota looks great. I, I think, <clears throat> if well, I don't think this. I know this. If you guys get a chance um, to listen to the, the radio call on the fumble uh, from the Minnesota standpoint, it's like the biggest meatheads you'll hear in your entire life. <laughs> that, that one guy, that, have you ever heard the call he did for Brett Favre when he threw the interception? The NFC Championship game. Are you talking about uh, uh, Josh Allen? Or sorry, no, not Josh no. Allen. Uh, you're talking about the guy for Minnesota Sports Radio. Yeah, it seems like Paul, John Brown Paul Allen. Paul Allen. Paul Brown. Paul Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul yeah. Allen. And he's like, "Oh my God, I, he threw the interception. Like, you could have just thrown it away. You yeah. know, they would have kicked the field goal, and you messed it all up." And he's still the radio announcer there, no, and, and his call on the goal line is ridiculous. Uh, I really love his call of the Minneapolis miracle uh, against the Saints. Uh, that that is just he's he's pretty great when they do well. He's pretty... Yeah, yeah, he's he's no, I mean he's over the top and entertaining. If anything, it's just he's just a hardo. So, and if you don't know what that phrase is in New England, that basically means you're kind of a tool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's a hardo, as they would probably say up there. Anyway, um, Trevor, I don't know if you can smell what's cooking on the on the stove right now. Do you get a Do you get a whiff of that? Get a whiff whiff of what's, oh, what's coming I your think, way. Oh, uh, I think are we are we making gravy? I think we're making some gravy, baby. I think that's it. I think I think we got the the the, the turkeys out of the oven. We're taking the drippings. We're putting it in the pan. Thanksgiving is next week, which means we got a nice plump turkey with seventy nine cents a pound at Kroger. And we're making some real thick gravy. I got the cornstarch out, buddy. Some people do flour. Some people do pepper. They do salt. Hey, however you make your gravy, I make it one way, and that's by, by making a killing off the waiver wire. If you're wondering what's this week, if you're saying, Rob, how could you possibly find any more people to pick off the waiver wire? My whole team is full of waiver wire pickups. <laughs> and you're like me, and, and you live and die on the, on the waiver wire, which is probably the equivalent to being either a 7-3 or 6-4 and four fantasy football team. Honestly, there's worse places to be in right now. You could be fighting for your life. You could have two wins. You could have one. And the chances are, if you're listening to this podcast the whole season, you don't have anything less than five, I think. I think either you're, you're either 500 or better. And I firmly believe that because your boy picks the gravy. I picked Deion Jackson one week. I'm going to hold it to the flame. That's like my like Lombardi trophy <laughs> of like waiver wire pickups. I told you he was going to be good that week, and he ended up having 30 fantasy points. Look, the resume speaks for itself. I won't tell you what what not to do. I'm only going to tell you that the gravy is here, and if you want it on your mashed potatoes, it's thick, it's ready to go, and it's going to taste delicious, and it'll get you through another week. So, with that being said, I'm going to go right back to a, a piece of gravy I was talking about last week. This is a guy who, 
honestly, when, and Trevor mentioned last week, it, it's this isn't like uh, you know like the 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 beauty pageant and what have you. And certainly, it's not a guy either of us really like the connotation of even talking about or saying his name. However, he is a free agent in sixty four percent of the leagues. He will be reinstated February uh, February. Jeez, week thirteen, <laughs> first week December. It's Deshaun Watson. Um, he's still out there. Uh, if you want to stash him, I'm going to stash him. I have my, my bench. I, I stream quarterbacks every week. As you guys know, I live and die in that quarterback position. I either have Trevor Lawrence or some really, really awful skeleton in his, <laughs> in his place, like Carson Wentz or Mar- Marcus Mariota or like Jameis Winston. I basically got like, a, like an expansion team at quarterback every week. So if you're like me and you want to get out of the quarterback hell, Deshaun Watson is probably going to be your ticket there. And he'll be back week 13, just in time for the playoffs. Definitely worth a pickup. 64% of leagues he's, he's rostered in. I don't know who he comes back against. It's Houston, right? Don't they play Houston that week 13? Uh, yeah, and uh, that seems just perfect, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Right, dripping with irony. It, it couldn't be... <clears throat> it couldn't. It, I mean, it couldn't have played out any better than that. And, uh, yeah, I think he's worth a pickup. 64% of leagues. Moving on, I already mentioned his name once. I'm going to say it again. It's Marcus Mariota. He's rostered in 61% of leagues, 16th in, uh, excuse me, playing Chicago this week, 16th in FBA Chicago. Um, I mean, look, it's the Bears. Um, they're really not good against mobile quarterbacks. We saw him against Tua. I, I think they played, did they play the Ravens this year? I think they did. Lamar Jackson tore him up. Um, I'm sure there's other, you know, sort of examples here, but. Marcus Mariota, he scored at least 21 fantasy points in three of his past five games. Um, the Bears are allowing, the Bears have allowed two of their past three opposing quarterbacks score at least 29 fantasy points. I think he's he's kind of like a low end QB one. Um, you know, with Bymagen happening and you know not being able to start Josh Allen, if that's your your case, uh, or Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, no, the Bills are playing this week. I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. My apologies, but if you can't start Tua. And you can't start Geno Smith or Tom Brady or Trevor Lawrence. What are you going to do without Trevor Lawrence? You're going to pick up Marcus Mariota. He's going to start for you this week. Moving on to, um, well, I want to ask your opinion of this guy before I even even say anything about him. It's, uh, well, it's a, it's a man I, I look fondly about, and it's probably not somebody you want to talk about considering he's a former Texas Longhorn, Trevor, but Colt McCoy, uh, 6% of leagues. I'm so glad you brought him up, and uh, I, I know my – my OU family is going to roll their eyes, but I like Colt McCoy. Okay, I do. Um, I think he's got a little bit of a Geno Smith vibe, little Geno Smith situation there where, you know, he came into the NFL with high expectations, could have been a starter, hung around as a backup for a long time. Uh, these guys, they, they just improve the, the football uh, uh, potential because they stay healthy and they keep learning, they keep participating in practice. They're not on the field; they don't play in the games. But he came in for an injured uh, Kyler Murray last year and won games through touchdowns. I think he had like a three last to one too. touchdown to interception ratio, and he had a good week last week. He did. Mm-hmm. And on this team, a guy like Colt McCoy with with weapons like DeAndre Hopkins, <clears throat> who's just incredible, and at this point, I think even a little underrated. Uh, but also Marquise Brown could be, you know, he can come off the IR, or he can, he can be activated from IR anytime in the next 20 days, I think, um, which means he could be playing this week. 
Um, I like Colt McCoy for as long as Kyler Murray is out. And if Kyler Murray was your quarterback, you might be looking for a guy. I think Colt McCoy is solid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, <clears throat> what, 16 fantasy points last week against Los Angeles. Los Angeles defense is still pretty good despite their record. We're um, against San Francisco this week. It's still an in-division matchup. I still like him. He played good against San Francisco last year when he stepped in. So, yeah, Cole McCoy, if you need a spot starter, if you got Tua uh, out or Mac Jones, I mean, I don't know why you'd be starting him, but nonetheless. And um, Trevor Lawrence, what will you do without him? Who knows? <laughs> Tom Brady or anybody else. Or you're in a two-quarterback league, or you just don't care anymore. <laughs> or you're, <laughs> you're just you're like me, and you live and die on the free energy wire for quarterbacks, <laughs> and you'll try anything at this point. Um, yeah, Cole McCoy. Um, let's talk about a guy I've actually mentioned him probably about two or three weeks in a row. Jalen Warren, the running back for Pittsburgh Steelers. 52% leagues he's rostered in. Eighth in FPA is Cincinnati. Um, a guy who scored 10, 10 fantasy points last week on 12 touches. That's one fantasy point for a touch in case you can't do the math. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a guy who's going to keep playing more snaps as he kind of proves his worth. And Najee Harris is... Is what he is at this point. I, I don't know. I don't, he's. It seems like he's regressed a lot. I could it's just such a head scratcher. Offense. Yeah, I don't really know what's happened to him. Yeah, he doesn't look explosive. He doesn't look as sure of himself in terms of his cuts he's making in open field. I think Jalen Warren is actually a pretty decent flex play considering the um, the fantasy impact of the buys this week and possibly moving forward. So, um, not much on the running back end this week, but I, one you maybe want to keep an eye on is Keontae Graham. I mentioned Ingram. Excuse me, Keontae Ingram. I mentioned him one week. For Arizona, um, they recently cut who was it Eno Benjamin, and James Conner's been hurt. He's the number two running back in Arizona. He's available at eight percent of leagues. Um, he's going to be the next PPR third down back in Arizona. I, I think he's at least worth keeping an eye on, like a watch list if not picking up. Okay, and I mentioned this guy before, and I was dead on with him. It was Kadarius Tony, and I said this. Two weeks ago when he got traded to Kansas City, you better look out for him because he has a lot of potential. Trevor said it too. He's very good in open field. 66% of leagues he's rostering. They're going against the Los Angeles Chargers this week. Ninth in FPA, five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown last week. He made an Absolutely. insane grab on the sideline uh, where he was adjusting his gloves midair. No, yeah, I saw, I saw that replay a few times, the adjusting the gloves before the catch, um, and uh, it's just crazy. Uh, he did great for yeah. me last week. I'm leaving him in this week. Uh, my my fantasy league has him projected to get five points. Uh, don't it's don't criminal. buy the projection. Okay, he he only needs one play. He's certainly going to get more than one look. And uh, uh, yeah, if if you were lucky enough to snatch him up, that's great. If he's still available in your league, don't waste any time. He he's he's going to be a big part of uh, what's left for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs this year. Miko Hardman, Juthu Smith-Schuster both out this week. Uh, or they might be healthy. It's kind of hard to say, but they could be out against the Chargers. Um, yeah, it's a 50 over-under. Well, not to spoil what we're going to talk about later, but if that's the case, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I mean, he's just he just looks good, man. He looks really good in space. Oh, yeah. gotta, boy, I think uh, I think Nicole, I think Hardman is... Uh, this day placed on IR. I think he's out for four weeks minimum. Oh, he's out. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Even more of a hot take here. I mean, I'm serving yeah. up the gravy. It is no, so hot sticking to the pan, buddy. You're dead on, Rob. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Christian Watson, four catches, 107 yards last week for three touchdowns and eight targets. 
28th in FPA is Tennessee. They're playing right now. Obviously, if you're listening to us tonight or tomorrow, um, this game will already be over or halfway done or whatever. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not Miss Cleo. I'm not like Trevor. He's the Miss Cleo of the NFL. But nonetheless, <laughs> Christian Watson, a rookie for a team that's trying to figure it out and for Trevor's worst nightmare, possibly a, a comeback for the Green Bay Packers. Ugh. Hey, he looked good last week, man. I, you know, I, he's, he's rostering 16% of leagues. Uh, moving forward, he could be something you want to keep an eye on. I, I don't really know how to really gauge him because I, I, I'll be honest, if you can figure out anything about this Green Bay Packers team, then you probably deserve probably some sort of show on pro football focus or something. It's it's bizarre. It's a very bizarre team this year. So I'll say Christian Watson, and, and really the, the field for wider series is pretty slim. That's not the case at tight end where we still got Cole Komet who caught his fifth touchdown in three games last week. It's 65% of leagues he's rostered in. Going against Atlanta, who's 28th in FPA. Chicago is the hottest offense in the league outside of Miami. He's a big proponent. He's a big uh, component of that offense and a number one fantasy tight end probably for the rest of the year, and he's worth picking up. Um, I, I, I think it must be less than 65. I've seen him. I think he's available in more leagues, but nonetheless, he's still worth a pickup. Cole Komet, I, I was singing his praises at the beginning of the year. He betrayed me, and now he's back. Anyway, <laughs> Trey McBride, tight end, Arizona Cardinals, um, rookie. Uh, but we've seen a couple of rookies this year break out on the tight ends uh, front. Greg Dolchek, I mentioned about Denver last week, although he only had a catch on four targets for 11 yards, so busted on that one. Tight end position is just very hard to figure out, so I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to blame myself. I am the victim of tight end unfortunately here. Three percent of leagues he's rostered in is Trey McBride going against San Francisco, eighth in FPA. For tight ends, but um, no Zach Ertz, and um, you know he seems like a big body. He, I think he could be the next Zach Ertz, but we'll see. Um, yeah, that's that one, and then some quick ones for defense. The Pittsburgh Steelers, um, surprisingly, one of the highest scoring fantasy defenses in the league. I don't really off my radar, but they're rostering forty percent of leagues against Cincinnati. Here's a sneaky one: the Washington Commanders, fourteen percent of leagues they're rostering. They're at Houston. And they actually played really well against Philadelphia if you watch them on Monday night. So that is the gravy. It's served. It's on the turkey. Trevor, are you ready to get to the main course? Let's do it. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. All right. This one is intriguing. I'm not really sure how much you really want to talk about it, but I think it's interesting for the storyline. It's Cleveland. Well, Cleveland and Buffalo uh, at Ford Field in Detroit. Eight-point favorites at Buffalo over under 49.5. What the really interesting scenario here is that uh, – Buffalo's supposed to get like 55 inches of snow or something like that in a two-day span, and they moved the game to Detroit. So right. Buffalo will be there from Sunday until Thursday night when they play on Thanksgiving. Well, I, I don't know. I just kind of like the storyline, and I think it's a, it's got a lot of fantasy implications, and you like Cleveland. <laughs> well, first of all, so, ouch. Uh, yeah, that's first of all, the... Uh, the thing I love already about this matchup is all of the great uh, social media content from the, the memes about the snowfall and uh, the short running backs <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. and then Good also, uh, you know, memes about, you know, the, the, the Lions handing the keys over and asking the Bills not to break any tables. Uh, while they're <laughs> while they're in their stadium, <laughs> um, so it's it's I just I I love this sort of stuff because it's it's just uh, it's it's just a little bit more of this uh, you know the soap opera aspect of this league uh, that happens in between the matchups. So uh, I'm already really excited for this game. 
Um, certainly, uh, playing in Detroit, it makes it a little more of a neutral field. Um, I'm sure that, I mean, Buffalo fans travel, so I'm sure they're, they're really going to show up there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a neutral site. Uh, the Browns, they're, they're all but out of it right now. Um, and I do think after this game, they'll, they'll be, you know, stick a fork in them, even with, uh, he who should not be named returning. Um, I like the bills in this matchup. I can't take the spread. I'll take the Browns to cover. Um, I think this will be another close one for Buffalo, but I do think Buffalo comes out on top here. Um, if you, if you watched the bills at all this year, especially in their most recent loss, you know that this team can play. Uh, Josh Allen is a quarterback that, that gets to the next level and knocks people over when he decides to run downfield with the ball. Um, it's just, I, I think it's pretty obvious that he's making terrible mistakes that cost them the game late in the game. And I think those can be corrected. I think he's the kind of guy that can correct those. Um, so I, I, I think last week was the ugly one that gets him to reassess, dig deep, and find find a new level mentally in the game to not force the ball over the middle to Patrick Peterson or, you know, bobble a snap on your own goal line. Um, so I do like the bills in this game. Um, I'm going to take the over on the 49 and a half because I, I have that much confidence in Nick Chubb. And, and that's why I think they'll keep it close. So yeah, Browns to cover the spread bills to win taking the over. Uh, sneaky play here for Devin Singletary. It's uh, two touchdowns last uh, last week against Minnesota. Um, now he's on the road. I mean, I don't really know what to call this game, but nonetheless, it's in a dome. I, I think Buffalo is probably going to run the ball a lot just to sort of keep Josh Allen out of harm's way with the elbow injury. And Cleveland, 197 carries, 1,105 yards, 13 touchdowns they have allowed on the ground. That's like six yards a carry almost. So um, very vulnerable up front. And I think that's going to be a running, a running base attack for Buffalo. Look, this should be a seven and three winner. They should basically be eight and three coming out of Detroit next week. So, um, but a lot of running because it's short week. Use the running backs. Keep Josh Allen on harm's way. Don't let him get hit by Miles Garrett. Yeah, De- Devin Singletary, sneaky play here. Oh, this would have been interesting if Frank Wright was still uh, the head coach here. But Nick Sirianni, still an Eagles guy though, uh, or Colts guy. He was on the Colts staff. With, uh, with Reich. Anyway, Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Seven-point line to Philadelphia. I think that's their favorite seven points. Over under 45.5. Matt Ryan's back, baby. Matty Ice and uh, Jeff Saturday can coach, apparently. And if you're no, Josh McDaniels yeah. and you lost to Jeff, Jeff Saturday, uh, I, I'm not sure if you're allowed to have a job anymore. But right, right. What, what do I know? Uh, I'm, I'm, so, really, I'm really liking the, uh, the Jeff Saturday experience. Um, I think... I think he's doing a great job there, and uh, I think he really is. It, it makes you wonder what was wrong before because he can't be doing much more than leading the culture there and making sure people are doing their jobs because he can't do their jobs for them. Okay, He can't offensive coordinate, can't defensive coordinate, certainly doesn't get to help out on the field. So he he really just – he's turning this team around in a real almost – 
<clears throat> minimalist kind of way. And, and I think it's great. Um, I, I think the Colts, they're, they're back to running the ball. Uh, Matty Ice looks like his old self and in just one game. Um, unfortunately, the Eagles are coming to town off their first loss. I think that they are going to be full throttle in this game. And I do think it'll make for some really good football. I don't think that this is going to be uh, lopsided, at least not, you know, until maybe the end. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I like the Eagles to win this one. Um, I think it's going to be a, a moral victory for uh, for Jeff. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I like the Eagles to win this one. The seven-point spread is a tough one in this game. I feel like that's just – I think that's right on the money. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't really bet the spread either way. I think that's a push. I take the Eagles to win this by seven points. Um <clears throat> but uh forty five and a half. I'm gonna take the under on this. Yeah. I think uh I think it stays low because the Colts will move the ball with the run game. Um they're gonna hang in there with the Eagles and play it down to a, a touchdown victory. Um but uh, I think that keeps Jalen Hurts off the field, much like the uh, Commanders did last week. And uh, but I don't think that's going to be the recipe to beat them this week. I think the Eagles play some smart football, some creative football, uh, even without Dallas Goddard. I like them to uh, win by a touchdown in this one. Uh, Washington proved how to beat <clears throat> Philadelphia last week with just running the ball and keeping basically keeping the Philadelphia offense off the field as much as possible. Oh, yeah. Washington ran like 70 plays. Philadelphia ran 40, 42 or something like that. Very, very low. Season low. Indy's going to run the ball a lot. Jonathan Taylor had 20, what, 22 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown last week. He's back. I, he was on my bench, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, an, that's a fun story. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt, I, do, yeah. I do think it's yeah. worth noting that the Eagles' run defense was sorely missing rookie Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Uh, they did pick up uh, Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue this week uh, hmm. within, within 48 hours of this recording. Um, so uh, I, I, that's why I think that perhaps that recipe that worked last week uh, is going to keep you in the game against the Eagles, but maybe isn't enough to win. Because uh, their their run defense, especially between mm-hmm. the tackles, just got a huge injection of talent, uh, and and guys that they can rotate out. These the Linval and Indomican, they're not young guys anymore, and uh, I don't I don't think you'll see them on the field at the same time unless it's you know fourth and goal type of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for this Eagles Colts Colts game. Yeah, that's um, basically that's what I was saying. They got to incorporate two new defensive tackles, and that's why I like I like Jonathan Taylor this week, and um, any other running back. They got Deion Jackson. Like, oh man, New York Jets at the New England Patriots, three and a half point favorites. New England over under thirty eight. Boy, this is just two teams that are very similar, similar problems um, with New York maybe having an edge on the defense. But uh, yeah, it's a pivotal game. It's probably the most important game in terms of division and playoff seating this week if not over the last few weeks New England and the New York Jets what what do you think Trevor uh, I, you're such a New York guy right um, <laughs> I think that this game is going to be another really good one um, I like the over under here 38 I don't think this one goes uh, really high 
but with that mm-hmm. being, you know, with it being 38, I'm going to go ahead and take the over here. Um, th- this game has a lot of potential to go into overtime. I think this is such a good matchup. Uh, but I do think at the end of this week, you're going to have three six and three AFC East teams right underneath, nipping at the heels, nipping at the fins of the Dolphins. Because um, I like the Patriots to win this one at home. Yeah. Three six team, three six win teams, in the, in the AFC East. Do you hear that? Yeah, the um, AFC East. Who would have thunk it? Um, I, is there another division with more wins than the AFC East? I, maybe the NFC East comes closest. The I don't NFC know. East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting game, man. I think, um, boy, it's going to be very competitive, very physical. Uh, New England coming off a bye the last two years. I think I read the other day their combined. Oh my God! Something dreadful. It's like nine and twenty-one or something like that coming off the bye, last three years. It, you know, it could be ugly. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, you know, I like to think I have more faith in New England being from New England, but um, in this case, I mean, you have two two dopes running the offense and um, a seventy-year-old coach thinking that defenses still need two hundred sixty-five pound middle linebackers and. Uh, I, I, you got to figure Zach Wilson will play better and not throw the ball t- directly to New England this time, like he did last year, uh, last two, two, two or three weeks ago. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think you, did you pick the under in this one? I, I think it could go uh, I, I took the, under. I took the over, um, but I, I, okay. I said that I like where they placed it because I do think that this is going to be okay. a lower scoring game. Um, but I can see a 23 to 20 type of outcome here. Um, so I'm taking to take the over on 38. Uh, Jacoby Myers, sneaky fantasy play here as I kind of round out my uh, my time. is uh, <clears throat> last game against New York, he had five catches for 65 yards and a touchdown, 21 fantasy points. Um, he's gotten at least 10 fantasy points in every game this year. So keep an eye on uh, Jacoby Myers. And Garrett Wilson's been coming on lately. I think I saw a stat last week or the beginning of this week that was something like last three games, he's got like 25 catches for 250 yards. So, Garrett Wilson, Jacoby Myers, cover receivers, keep an eye out for. Oh, upset alert, upset alert. Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. New York Giants are a three-point favorite over under 44-and-a-half. Uh, man, and Detroit's playing well, you know? Right. Dan Campbell's got him taking kneecaps out there. No, I think, uh, I think the Lions are uh, one of the more interesting teams this year, considering their record. Um, because man, sometimes the offense, especially early in the season, looked absolutely, uh, dominant. Um, somehow they kept losing games in spite of, of putting up major points. Um, and the giants, they're still chugging along, you know, there's seven and two, but they're still looking like that team that, that is winning these games by keeping it. I don't want to say boring, but kind of, kind of a mundane uh, method to success, uh, very, you know, simple, just play more better, you know, more disciplined football. They haven't had to really go out there and, and dazzle to, to get these wins. Um, so I, you know, an upset here is not, it would not shock me to see the lions beat the giants in, in, uh, in New York, but I'm not going to pick that. I think, uh, I think the Lions on the road playing against really disciplined football. 
Uh, I like the Giants to win this one. Um, you know, the 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 three-point spread, I like that very much. I think this is a it's definitely a, a field goal-type victory. Um, I'm going to take the over, though, on the 44-and-a-half. Mm. I think uh, I think these these teams are better on offense than they are on defense. I do, um, but uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, Daniel Jones has found a real rhythm with this system with his coach, um, keeping Saquon Barkley healthy. Uh, I think they, I think they, uh, you know, I think the Lions will stay in this, but I do think that this will be a game that the Giants control for most of it. Uh, Armand Rossay Brown came back his form after DJ Hawkinson left the Lions. 23 fantasy points last week, and uh, I think Jared Goff and Daniel Jones would be good starts this week if you have either of them. I think Daniel Jones especially. So, okay, moving forward to the uh, just some of the evening games here. Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota uh, Dallas one half point favorite over under 47 half. You get no love, Minnesota, even though you beat Buffalo on the road. Oh, um, Got to play Dallas at home. Uh, ironically, they're not the favorite here and Dallas is well always favored by Vegas one way or the other you wonder what Jerry Jones does up there to get that right right Uh, so I mean the uh, the Cowboys they're coming off of a a road loss in Lambeau Um, (laughs) the Vikings seem uh, seems like the sky is the limit right now that loss to the Eagles is a distant memory at this point Um, and I, I just feel that it's a little a uh, little too soon. It's not time yet for the Vikings to just break my heart. Um, so I, I like the Vikings in an upset in U.S. Bank Stadium against the uh, the Cowboys right now. Um, I, I don't think that they can consistently win the type of game that they won last week. Uh, but I also think that yeah, and and people that watch that game, I think know what I'm talking about. The ending was absolutely bizarre. <laughs> so many chance you know, low probability plays happening. But before that happened, before they even got close to going to overtime, I think the Vikings are being overlooked as a team that makes really good adjustments on defense. You mentioned Devin Devin Singletary's two touchdowns. Those came in the first quarter against the Vikings last week. And then he got, and the, the Bills running game largely altogether got shut down for the rest of that game. Um, so I, I think that the, uh, think that the Vikings will do what they typically do in these games. They're going to come out, they're going to score on their first drive, really well-scripted first drive. And then the Cowboys are going to have some success. Uh, but I, I like the Vikings to make the adjustments that they're used to making and winning this one at home where they're really tough to beat in Minnesota right now. Um, so I like them in an upset here. I am going to take the over on the 47 and a half. I think both these teams can put up big points. Uh, but, yeah, I like the Vikings in this one. Fantasy tidbit, C.D. Lamb. Since uh, Dak Prescott has come back, he's a top five receiver in fantasy. You should expect uh, about the same production here against Minnesota that Stephon Diggs saw last week. And um, Kirk Cousins, um, top 15 fantasy quarterback. He's slid a little bit in recent weeks. But, um, nonetheless, Justin Jefferson has been amazing. And I think, if anything, um, this could be a good game for Dalvin Cook and to expose some of that Dallas uh, defensive line, which I think is pretty soft. And we saw Christian Watson, or Brookie, get four catches, 170 yards, three touchdowns last week against Dallas secondary. So very vulnerable. Very, very vulnerable is that Dallas secondary. All right. Well, this is kind of a fun one, AFC North matchup. This is 
Cincinnati at uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a classic rivalry that's been kind of flipped around in recent years. Cincinnati, four-point favorite, over under 41. No Jamar Chase still. But uh, you got to figure that Cincinnati's probably got enough to push it here, I, I would have to think, or hope, against Kenny Pickett. Uh, this just seems like a no-brainer. No, it does. And I, I do think that the Steelers' defense uh, is, is a lot better now with uh, T.J. Watt back. Um, but uh, the Bengals, man, I, I love the way they're playing right now, even with Jamar Chase out. Uh, they're playing very, uh, very aggressive football on offense. They're, they're leaning on the run game a little more, not, not quite as balanced as they had been. But uh, still, uh, you know, that run game opens up for, uh, for the weapons they do have with uh, uh, T. Higgins and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy. But they, they've got weapons. And the Bengals' defense, I'm starting the Bengals' defense this week. Um, they don't have defensive players whose names we know, but they're, they're, that's what makes them a sneaky good defense. And against this uh, Steelers' offense and the way that they are running the ball more, I like the Bengals' defense in this matchup. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati to win. Uh, end of the day, I'm going to take them to beat that four-point spread. I think this is a, a, a seven-point, maybe more, victory. Um, and I am going to take the over on that 41. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I'm <clears throat> right there with you. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's running, I mean, their run defense has been pretty rough. And Joe Mixon, I think, uh, well, I mean, the last time we saw him, he, what, scored three touchdowns, five touchdowns, some, some crazy, very, very versatile guy on the ground. I still like him this week against Pittsburgh for obvious reasons. And it's a division matchup. I mean, this is where your star players really come out. You know, they're the, hypothetically the most prepared and well they're just the best and they're used to playing that that defense and that team you know so they have kind of an edge in addition to their talent yeah so i like joe mixon and um some t higgins and you know jalen warren man i I still think there's something there in pittsburgh he just produces even if he doesn't get a lot of touches so sunday night football this is kansas city chiefs at the san diego whoa whoa, los angeles Chargers. excuse me Five-point favorite Kansas City over under fifty-two. Too Here's soon, Rob. Too for, soon. I tell you, I, I just miss it so much. It doesn't make any sense. The Los Angeles Chargers. I still like San Diego. That still sounds like Qualcomm. Yeah, still Qualcomm sounds Stadium, wrong. man. Sounds... Right, Qualcomm Stadium with Philip Rivers and the dark blue jerseys. I'll never get it out of my head. Um, okay, so uh, quick storyline update for the Chargers: Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler might all be out for this game, including actually and the tight end. I can't remember his name uh, off the top of my head. Um, yes, I was in shoot was in uh, Los Angeles, and he played also in Seattle, and I can't remember his name now. But anyway, might be out too. So what we're stuck with is potentially just Justin Herbert and Josh Palmer, um, and of course, not to mention the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> who all they do is right. score points. So yeah. I'll I'll definitely be keeping Palmer in my lineup because I expect that the Chargers are going to be throwing it a lot, um, because I think the Chiefs definitely uh, the Chiefs are not going to have to uh, come back in the fourth quarter in this matchup in my in my prediction my crystal ball here uh, I think this is one of those games where the Chiefs actually do dominate um, and I don't expect them to take their foot off the <laughs> gas. Um, I'm going to take the under on the 52 uh, just because I, I don't think that the Chargers are going to be able to uh, to go uh, touchdown for touchdown with the Chiefs in this one. Um, but I do like the Chiefs to score a lot of points. Uh, still, taking the under on the 52, 
and taking the Chiefs to win and to uh, beat the five-point spread. Yeah, the Chargers have had a weird season. Weird, weird season. Did you know that, uh, another stat, not fantasy relevant, but that Justin Herbert is 20-21 and 21 in his career? Yeah, you know, it's How weird is that? it's very strange uh, only with uh with the way this season has gone does that does that sort of make sense but even so they're they're 5 and 4 so that's still kind of shocking cuz I would say I would say that he hasn't regressed as a player as a quarterback. I think he's still developing uh in the right direction, but the Chargers as a team this might be their worst year with Herbert. Uh it certainly feels like it. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. And, and you know, and <clears throat> I think they've had by far the most plays lost to injuries. I thought I saw that stat the other day, too. It's like it's not even close. They're, oh, yeah. The most injured team in the NFL, and it's not even close. Yeah, they are, they are the 49ers of the AFC West. Yeah. Cra- crazy. Crazy, man. Um, nothing really fancy relevant here. I mean, I think we mentioned Kadarius Tony and the Chiefs. I still like Josh Palmer. He's going to get a lot of points. Trevor already mentioned he's got him his lineup. Let's move on to Estadio Azteca and Mexico City game. Eight-point favorite to San Francisco, over under 43.5. Yeah, I love these games, man. I know the field is always really bad in Mexico City, though. I think the last couple times they play it, they're like, we're not going back there. Well, I I know Must be cutting a nice check. (laughs) uh, It was the year, gosh, it might have been, it was three or four years ago now. It uh, It was when Goff was still with the Rams. That they had to uh, cancel. It was Rams Chiefs was supposed to be played in Mexico City, and they they just didn't do it. That's how bad the field was, um, which is a real shame because that was that was the game of the year that year. Oh my god! Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah. Hopefully, uh, Colt McCoy can uh, can uh, live up to to my expectations and make this a real, real good game uh, for Mexico City and the fan base there. Um, definitely has the potential. I think, you know, the 49ers certainly are better than their record uh, in terms of, of the talent, and that loaded roster, which is getting a little healthier every week. Um, so I, I do like the 49ers to win this one. Uh, I, th- I think Colt McCoy is going to do great, but I don't think – He's going to quite – I'm not even sure with Kyler Murray I'd be picking the Cardinals in this one because um, I, I just feel like the you know they're technically the home team, but this is a neutral field and in a neutral setting. Uh, I really – I like the better defense, and that's the 49ers. Um, not to mention every week that goes by, uh, they get a few more kinks worked out on offense and how Christian McCaffrey fits in there. Um, I forgot who just got healthy, but it really justified their trading, uh, their running back to to Miami. So the 49ers are starting to look good. Most importantly, it's starting to look healthy. Uh, and that's that's what that Shanahan system needs. Is it just needs their players to be healthy. Everybody has one job to do. They do it well, and they win games. So I'm taking uh, 49ers to win. I'm not going to take that spread, though. I'll take the Cardinals to cover the spread. I think 49ers win by seven points at most. Um, but I like the over on the 43-and-a-half. Not by much, but I, I still got to take the over there. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got nothing much more to add than what you've already said. And San Francisco's getting healthy. Elijah Mitchell's back. He looked really good last week with him, CMC, and Debo Samuel, and Ayuk, and Kittle, and oh my. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw a touchdown. He's 10-3 and three in games. He doesn't throw touchdowns. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another game, man. It's just another game for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, we're going to circle back to some games we skipped. we got L.A. Rams at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans is a three-point favorite, over under 39. You know how we do this. We don't talk much, but we say what we can because we only got so much time. This one, boy, you, you, yeah, weird, weird. You would have loved to watch this two years ago, and right here we are. <laughs> uh, this this game so, for me, we're gonna do this one quick. It's this simple. Uh, Cooper Cup isn't playing in this game. I gotta take the Saints to win at home against a Rams team that has lost their last legitimate threat on offense. Uh, there you have it. Jake Skoranek. Moving on. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. and The old cat and uh, bird rivalry going on here two weeks in a row. Baltimore, a 13-point favorite, over under 41. What can you say? Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to start this week, and I think I saw his QBR was like 15, like the lowest <laughs> ever in the NFL. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, a, good, good for him. Epic. He's going to get to play some more football. Uh, we all wish we could play more football. Um, this is an easy pick. I'm not going to say it's an easy game. Uh, I got to take the Ravens to win at home. Uh, 13 point spread. It's doable, but it's still just, uh, I wouldn't take them to beat the spread. I'd take the Panthers to cover. Um, I could easily see this just being a 10 point game. Uh, not that it'd be a shock if they won by 14, but I'm thinking it's closer to a 10 point victory. So Ravens to win at home, Panthers to cover the spread. And oof, that 41 is so where it should be. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the over. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that I, I don't think by much at all. So, All right, Washington at Houston. Houston, Washington three-point favorite over at a 40 and a half. They just beat the best team in the NFL, and they're facing the – you know, Houston's really scrappy. They've, they've stayed in a lot of these games, even if they look like blowouts. I, I wouldn't put it past them to be competitive. Damian, Damian Pierce runs hard. He's bound to get 100 yards. Yeah, I think he has in four straight games. I think. I mean, it could be close. I think this game uh, is going to be better than people expect it to be, at least the the fans that haven't been watching these teams. Um, If you're a fan of either of these teams, you know that these teams, uh, they do want to win, and they fight hard through four quarters. So I think this is what I'm looking forward to watching. That being said, i got to take the commanders to to take back-to-back road victories here. Um, I like the three point spread. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Washington to beat it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a field goal victory. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the 40 and a half. Um, I like that it's low, uh, cause I don't, I don't think this will be a super high scoring game, but I'm going to take the over on this one. Um, the commanders, man, the, the, the defense all of a sudden, uh, it's playing like they do have chase young back and they don't even have chase young back. And uh, if you watch the post-game uh, press conferences uh, on oh. Monday night, I loved what Heineke had to say. Uh, you know, he's Tanner McLaurin. Yeah. He, yeah. So Heineke's, you know, he's 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 answering questions. Some some, you know, pinhead asks a snarky question about interceptions and those situations, and Heineke's response was brilliant. He said, you know, something like, uh, "Oh." Do you mean am I going to try to score when my team is down? Yes, I am. <laughs> Interview over. 
it was just great. So uh, I like the style of football these two teams are playing. I got to take the Commanders. All right. Well, we hear, we need to hear about what's going on in Denver right now. The Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Two-point favorite to Denver. Uh, Two-and-a-half-point favorite Denver over under 41-and-a-half. Boy, you know, it's just two teams where the, the Pacific Railway is heading into each other here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Uh, this, you know, this it's, t- just, yeah. it's just it's ugly. This ugly game is sense. compelling for all the wrong reasons. Um, man, uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Broncos head coach, in, a, in an interview yesterday, uh, conference yesterday, uh, said somebody's got to win. Uh, and that just kind of sums it up. And it, it's uh, the only thing that stings more is the fact that that came from the Broncos head coach. Um, ouch. You know, that that's your outlook on this. Game. Somebody's got to win. Um, I, I'm going to take the Broncos at home. Uh, so, listeners, you should probably put your money on the Raiders. Um, now, I, I do think that Denver is uh, finding its footing a little better than the Raiders have been. Um, the Raiders are certainly the more up and down team. We've seen more explosive offense at times from the Raiders than we've seen all year from the Broncos. Um, but I feel like the Broncos more recently have given themselves something that they can build on. So I'm going to take Denver to win by a field goal. So Denver to beat the spread. Um, gosh, the over under on this one is tough. I got to take the under on the 41 and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting the week that Vegas has had. If you saw Derek Carr's press conference, it, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. It was basically it's it's. It, I mean, you have to watch it. It was it was bizarre. It was yeah. very bizarre. It's a guy that you can't help but think that he just he's not going to have a job at the end of the year, and well, at least not in Vegas. Um, I mean, rightfully so. And uh, Vegas is cash. Well, I heard they're cash broke. I don't really know what that means, but. If they want to get rid of Josh McDaniels, it would cost them a significant amount of money, and um, they don't really have the real cash to afford that. So, yeah, we're looking at this the rest of the year, man. So, but I, what I like about this matchup is Russell Wilson. I think you know Oakland's thirty-second in FPA, and and I think that's that's worth a, a start for Russell Wilson. If anything, it'll be the first time in weeks anybody starts him. But let's talk about the last game, and I saved it because I love. To talk about Justin Fields and how right I was about him at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Atlanta's a three-point favorite, over under 49. Justin Fields is incredible. Every week, he, he just makes an amazing plays. Um, he looks like Lamar Jackson that one year. He broke out his second year. I mean, what can you say? You know, Marcus Mariota is playing for whatever, you know, I don't know, a standard he can play to, which is okay. But Justin Fields, man, I mean, you get a, you, you wonder how Chicago's 3-7. and seven. Without him, they would be like zero and twelve, and they even no. haven't even played twelve games. So and so. and the offense and the they you know they have recent moves not not the, not this week, but they're making the offense better. Um, Justin Fields gets better week to week. You can see it, um, especially this season. You saw it a little bit last season if you were paying attention. Um, and and to give some perspective to what Rob's saying here. Uh, Justin Fields right now is on pace this season to break Lamar Jackson's single season quarterback rushing record. Uh, that, that says it all right there. So, you know, it, it, he shouldn't be available anymore. Uh, hopefully you are the one that snatched him up. 
Um, you got to start him every week right now, regardless of whether or not you think the Bears can win. Uh, he's one of those players now. You just know he's going to get big points, win or lose. Um, that being said, I like the Bears in this game. I think they go on the road. I think the Falcons are going to play their style of football. Uh, they're going to get theirs. They're going to run the ball. They're going to score. Um, the Bears definitely have have traded uh, defensive talent to give Justin Fields more weapons on offense to see what he can do, uh, not just with his legs. So I love the Bears in this game. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going to take the over on the 49, but the Bears, uh, I take them to upset. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be an interesting game. It'd probably be very um, entertaining, if anything. But yeah, Chicago, man. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I didn't predict it. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't Not predict me. exactly. I, I, I've, I've been saying since last year that I like uh, where this team was headed. It was rockier than I expected to be. There were setbacks. Um, yeah. Fields did not develop as fast as I thought he would, but, uh, that raw ability was always there and man, is it just, it's on display, full on display this, this time this year. So, uh, look out, uh, for the, I mean, the bears, let's be honest. I mean, it's not mathematically impossible, but almost certainly not going to make the postseason this year. Um, but there's, uh, there's a lot for them to play for for next season and, and many seasons to come if they can uh, keep fields healthy and keep putting the right pieces around him. Certainly. And we will keep putting the right pieces around you for your fantasy team, for your bets, for your winnings, for your waiver wire pickups and everything else. <laughs> next week, folks, take, take a look, keep an eye out, I should say, for a Thanksgiving Day special. A little present, if you will, will come a day early. We'll be recording the podcast on Tuesday night. So it will come out Tuesday night, two days early, excuse me. And just in time for your Thanksgiving Day dinners. And what a better way to celebrate Thanksgiving Day dinner and you're carving the turkey than having football in general. <laughs> right <laughs> on your dining room table. Trevor, you can't tell me that there's not a better centerpiece in this world than a phone or a tablet playing us. On I, a loudspeaker. If you, have, if you could, click, connect to a Bluetooth speaker. That would be ideal. <laughs> However, if you don't have one of those, I think a phone will suffice. What do you think? I know that uh, I love it when my holidays, uh, Thanksgiving in particular, uh, center around this uh, this thing we all love, the NFL. So, yes, I, I definitely agree. Look out for the uh, special Thanksgiving early recording of football in general because you're going to want to have it on. Yeah, no question. Um, you're going to want to start your day out with it. Now, the first game starts about, what, like 11 o'clock or something like that? Let's check the, let's check it. 10 10.30, okay? So you wake up at 9 o'clock, you know, you're having a couple of brewskis, you're, you're getting your, your fantasy team ready, you pop on football in general, you go outside, you enjoy the weather, whether it's snow, sleet, rain, or sunshine. If in your case you're in Arizona, you're like me, it's going to be 70 degrees on Thanksgiving. So um, I'm blessed, but what can I say? That is a perfect way to start today. You set your fantasy lineup. You go into the rest of the day. You know, you're enjoying your time with your kids. Meanwhile, you still got football general on your ears because you're catching up on the 66 episodes there are That's in right. the archives. All of the stuff, all the fun, all the gravy, all the yeah, drippings. I was and just about to say, you so. get you get some of Rob's gravy and then you get some real gravy. It's perfect. That's right, buddy. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's gravy all around, my friend. So. 
Um, and then you get the stylings of Mr. Cleo over here <laughs> and his ability to palm read the NFL. It's all good. Yes, so. and if you guys need one more prediction, I'm going to call an upset of the uh, the bye week Dolphins by the bye week Jaguars. Sorry, Dolphins fans. Uh, I hate to do it to you, but uh, it's just it's what I'm seeing. No, no, no bye team is no bye week team is safe from the, the likings <laughs> of the of Hurricane Trevor. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's a storm that rolls right into right in from the the Gulf and all the way up to the Pacific, into Canada and Falls all the way around into your eardrums every week, every Thursday night, football in general. This is what we'll be here every week on all the, the streaming platforms and all the social media stuff. We'll be here. Please, please leave a like, a subscribe, and a review. Until next time, we're out.